You're listening to SBS News. Studies show that hate crimes and hate incidents happen daily, but are extremely underreported. When you report hate that you witness or experience, you become part of a larger movement to remove it from our society. That was a new campaign looking to increase reporting and awareness around hate crimes. New South Wales Police, in consultation with community groups, are hoping it will help vulnerable communities recognise and report incidents. The campaign is being launched in five languages other than English, including Arabic, Hindi, simplified and traditional Chinese and Vietnamese, hoping to spread the message across multicultural communities. Counter-terrorism Special Tactics Commander Mark Walton says reporting is vital in New South Wales, where on average one hate crime is reported every day. We know there is a significant disparity between the number of hate crimes that occur and the number reported to police, with research telling us that only 10 to 15% of victims come forward. It's important for the community to report hate crimes and incidents, not only so victims can be supported and provided assistance, but also so there's a clearer picture about what's happening in our state and, importantly, to prevent crimes and disrupt escalating behaviours. In fact, there is a nationwide under-reporting of hate crimes, according to a 2022 Australian Hate Crime Network report. Commander Walton says the police campaign looks to clearly define hate crime. A hate crime is a criminal offence motivated against persons associated or, or property or society that is motivated in whole or part by an offender's hate against an individual or group's actual or perceived race, religion, ethnic, national origin, sex, gender, gender identity, age, disability status, sexual orientation or homelessness. It comes as Western Australia has announced plans for new laws to criminalise the display and possession of Nazi symbols. In a statement on Wednesday night, the government said the display of such symbols was offensive to many people, particularly the Jewish community, Holocaust survivors and those who fought against fascism. Darren Bark, CEO of the Jewish Board of Directories, says consultation has led to a better understanding of the kinds of hate crimes perpetrated against Jewish communities. We have seen uh, taunting, we have seen uh, speech, hate speech, uh, which has also led to assaults. Uh, And this causes people to feel uncomfortable to interact with society more broadly. So when they experience one particular incident, uh, the difference about hate crimes and hate incidents is it doesn't only affect an individual, it doesn't only affect their family, but it it, it affects an entire community. A variety of communities have been consulted for over two years, as well as academics and experts in preparation of the campaign. Pandit Rama from the Australian Council of Hindu Clergy says an issue identified among Hindu communities is confusion around reporting procedures and a lack of relevant support. From where I come from, from the Indian subcontinent, most of the people, they have the inherent tolerance in terms of they don't want to get in deal with the bureaucracy of uh, such crimes being... They, first of all, don't even recognise it is a crime mainly because they're so used to happening around wherever they move in. And that could be the reason from my experience. And also, generally, um, if it could be cumbersome when you wanted to pursue the path often if there is no law enforcement agencies and if it's not clearly been uh, saying that, yes, it is a crime, but it's not widely supported uh, or lack of support in that area, 
could definitely uh, be the detour for them or to hold back. In fact, experts say while measures to increase reporting are important, they must coincide with adequate support mechanisms. Dr Mario Poika is Associate Professor at Victoria University and specialises in racism and radical political movements. He says research in communities has found that without support structures, reporting can sometimes do more harm than good. It's not about what police wants in those situations. I understand that the police want more data, but it's about what the person who experiences that hate crime, uh, what they want. And I think we have to turn that perception around and look at their needs in that situation. Not that there's a data need at the police side, but that there's a support need at the side of the victim or the person who's experienced that racist incident. And I think that's really um, an important it's a game change in the way we set these things up. Um, that should serve the community and not the police itself. Policy advisor for ACON, previously known as the AIDS Council of New South Wales, Brent Mackey, agrees. He says many members of the LGBTIQ plus community find reporting to police traumatic and look for greater transparency and communication in the process. There's an enormous history of homophobia um, in the police, especially in the, in the you know in the earlier days, such as the 1970s, 1980s, before law reform, before it became legal. So there, there are a whole lot of people who would have real hesitancy, older people who would have real hesitancy going to the police around these sorts of issues. But even young people um, today from, from the LGBT communities, trans people have, have, have had very poor experiences with police um, in more recent times. Um, and um, building trust for those is about getting the police engaging with those communities and, and actively trying to build trust with, with those, those, those people. And that's going to take a very long time. Mr Mackey hopes the Special Commission into Hate Crime, established in April last year, will also work to identify areas of improvement in the New South Wales Police Force, especially when it comes to addressing crimes targeting the LGBTIQ plus community. The campaign will also involve a rollout of social media and training packages to better equip New South Wales police staff to deal with this particular crime. Police say while they can only respond to criminal behaviour, reporting will help in the long term by providing a clearer picture of the nature and regularity of these incidents within society. Hate incidents may be the, the start of someone escalating to a hate crime, but unless we have the data to determine where hate incidents are occurring, where poor behaviour, where poor comments uh, are occurring, whether they're on public transport or or here in in the middle of Surrey Hills, without that data, we struggle to know where to put our resources. So that's why we want incidents reported. But Dr Poika says many people who have reported hate crimes describe disappointment with a lack of communication from police once their report is filed. Researchers found people are looking for legal avenues or psychological and community support as part of the reporting process, he explains. For people who report, it requires a lot of energy, a lot of um, bravery sometimes to overcome fear of police, you know, many, many different things. Uh, psychologically, even to admit that I've been um, in a, a victim of a hate crime is, is a psychological barrier that not everyone wants to go through or overcome. And that's for many people that we interviewed very frustrating because they, they want to see what happens to their complaint or to their, to their report. And they are sort of cut out of that process. They lose 
um, sort of ownership over their own case it becomes a police investigation. And that's very frustrating for many people. Dr Poika added that with the right support in place, people will be more likely to come forward and report incidents. The online environment can be a facilitator of hate discourse, which is then fed back into everyday society, the Jewish Council's Darren Bark explains. We have to tackle particularly this online hate, this online bigotry and these echo chambers where we have one or two individuals recruiting and getting more and more people involved in this particular movement which encourages people to go out into society uh, and to intimidate and to create an environment where people don't feel comfortable to go to football matches, for people to not go to school, to synagogue or any particular faith-based institution. And what we need to do is make sure that the message is loud and clear. Everybody is welcome. Everybody should be able to interact with society. Everybody should, be, should feel comfortable to express themselves because that's what we hold dear in this particular state is the multiculturalism. Police cannot criminalise online hate unless it meets the threshold of a threat or violence. But Commander Walton says police have a federal avenue through the eSafety Commissioner to remove hateful material from the internet. The rise of extremist groups is seen as the catalyst by many community leaders and multicultural organisations. New South Wales Ethnic Communities Chairperson Peter Duckus believes the push of extremist groups into the mainstream has led to the proliferation of hate crime in Australian society. Things that we thought were, were dead and buried are now starting to re-emerge. And, and it's happening around the world that, um, the, that, that institutionalised prejudice is the, uh, from a political perspective is on the rise. And uh, while we've been campaigning and while there have been huge steps in the right direction, um, there's, there has been a politicisation of racism, in, 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 uh, particularly in the West and in Australia, and it's something that we need to be vigilant about. But Dr Poika says it's important to distinguish between hate crime and terrorism. Commander Walton explains that hate crime falls under terrorism and therefore belongs under the jurisdiction of the counter-terrorist unit. However, Dr Poika believes conflating the two ideas places the issue on the fringes of society, whereas in reality, hate crime also infiltrates the mainstream. It makes it very easy for um, people who consider them to be in the political center to um, sort of deny responsibility for racism because we can put it sort of we can blame or we, we try to blame the political fringes for something that is that happens across society and, the, and then that makes it harder to address it are we trying to address only those who are like on the on the far right fringes or are we or is this uh, or is the target group a much broader one for many it's an important step forward like many community leaders involved in the campaign pandit rama knows education and trust are vital we can make a law and we can make um, um, you know the legislations um, enforced and then the community has to come forward too so I think it's a clear education is important on that that this is a crime it's not something that you have to put up with Katrina Stirrett, SBS News.